1975, writer Doug Minch and artist Don Perlin, in need of a villain powerful enough to subdue and capture a werewolf, created a throwaway character they called the Moon Knight. 47 years later, Moon Knight is a hero who punishes evildoers despite battling with dissociative identity disorder. He is the fist of Khonshu, the avatar of an Egyptian moon god and the star of his own self-titled six-issue miniseries on Disney+, Plus, set smack dab in the middle of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. What follows is the third part in a multi-part series of episodes in which I look at the publishing history of Moon Knight in Marvel Comics to see how the character went from a minor villain in a book about a werewolf to the complex, multifaceted hero with enough pull to headline his own TV show. This, dear listeners, is Moon Knight Part 3, The Deadly Gambit of Conquer Lord. Hello and welcome to the wonderful world of... There is... I apologize for that, but I think you'll find this a bit more interesting. Hello and welcome to an all-new episode of Just Another Fanboy, the podcast that likes to sit and stare out the window, often for seconds at a time. I'm your host, my name is Steven, and before we dive into what is really quite the silly story, I wanted to talk real quick about episode number 300. Now, this is episode 299, which logically you would deduce that episode 300 would be next week, but that's not the case, and that's why I wanted to talk about it. I had all these lofty plans for episode 300. I was going to live stream it and invite a bunch of guests on. And I sat down and tried to schedule everything and get everything going. And and you all know me. I have these bouts of social fear, fears, fearings, terrifyingness. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I get really nervous and scared when I when I think about having to talk to folks that I don't normally talk to. And even if I'm doing it for the podcast and even if I'm doing it online and even if I don't have any problems during the actual talk with these folks, I still have these nervous fears that can sometimes just shut me down. And because of that, I, well, I kind of freaked out in the old brain pan and uh, stopped podcasting there for like two weeks, just needed to walk away and gather myself up. And in doing so, I realized that the reason why I was freaking out so much was just the idea of trying to coordinate this whole big episode 300 celebration. And so I decided, nah, let's not do it. What's the point? If it's going to freak you out, it's going to make a, a, a bunch of rumblies deep down in your tumblies, then don't do it. Walk away, wash your hands, maybe even your feet and just Do something that's going to make you happy and make you more comfortable. And so I've decided that for episode 300, I'm going to talk about the upcoming 300th issue of G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero from IDW. Now, once that idea kind of popped into my brain, it just felt very serendipitous to talk about that issue uh, because, of course, G.I. Joe is the comic that got me into collecting comics in the first place. It's what it brought me into. It was it was my gateway. It was my gateway comic. And so to celebrate 300 episodes of Just Another Fanboy by celebrating the 300th issue 
of the book that got me into all this. I just thought that was a, a pretty darn good idea. But the issue doesn't come out until November the 23rd. And that's a Wednesday. And as you know, we put these episodes out on Tuesdays. So that means episode 300 won't be landing until November the 29th. So what am I going to do during those three weeks between this episode and episode 300? Well, right now the plan is is just to put out uh, three bonus episodes during each one of those three weeks that will be uh, uh, clip shows, basically. I want to kind of look through uh, all 299 episodes. Yes, that would include this one. And see what I can pull out as far as what I remember as my favorite moments from the past 300 or so episodes. 300 or so. I don't know why I said it that way. Anyway, that's the plan. That's what's going on. That's what we're going to do. And so that's all I have to talk about in regard to that, which means it's time to talk about our next foray into the saga that is the Moon Knight, because this is a character, I think I've said it in the previous two episodes, that uh, I've always been drawn to. I've always considered Moon Knight one of my favorite characters. Like if you, and by you, I mean me, if I was to make a list of my top 10 favorite superhero characters, Moon Knight would definitely be in there. I don't know if he'd crack the top five, but he would definitely be in there. And when I think about that, and I start to think about how many Moon Knight books I've read, I feel like uh, I shouldn't, don't know what that was. I shouldn't include Moon Knight in my top 10 because I've really not read many of his books. And so I thought I would just change that up and start from the beginning. And we are here with this episode uh, talking about Moon Knight's third appearance in Marvel Comics in uh, issue number 29 of Marvel Spotlight. This went on sale on May 11th, 1976, and had a cover price of 25 cents. Whew, remember them days? I don't, I was four, so I wasn't buying comics back then. The title of this issue is The Deadly Gambit of Conquer Lord, which I just, I have to keep saying, that's just a stupid name. And uh, really, reading this book, it's not, <laughs> it's really not a great book. It's not a great issue. But we'll talk about that in a minute. It was written by Doug Mensch, the art by Don Perlin, letters by Deborah James, and the colorist was by Irene Vartanoff. So I always like to try to make things easier for myself. So I, I went over to marvelfandom.com and I pulled down the, the synopsis of this issue. And I'm going to read you through the synopsis real quick. And then I will just walk you through my thoughts and memories from reading this book 15 minutes ago. So continued from last issue, Moon Knight tries to prevent the Conquer Lord from assassinating the mayor. While he succeeds in preventing the mayor's death, the mayor is still wounded from the shot. The Conquer Lord and his minions manage to escape with Marlene as their hostage. Moon Knight then tries to track down the Conquer Lord by going after his associate Merkins and manages to track down Conquer Lord's base. There, he fights through the Conquer Lord's men, eventually getting to the central control room. There, he finds Marlene being suspended over a pit with alligators. Moon Knight is then dumped into a chessboard-themed battle arena where he is forced to fight the Conquer Lord and his gigantic trick chess pieces. Although the Conquer Lord tries to escape, Moon Knight manages to stop him and save Marlene, leaving the unmasked Conquer Lord 
for the authorities, and his calling card left, identifying Moon Knight's involvement. Uh, yeah. So if you just listened to that and didn't kind of go, all right, that was kind of a weird story. It, it, yeah, it's, it's a very weird story. It's very 76, I guess. It's, <laughs> it's not exactly weird. It's just straight up full of good old American 1970s superhero comic book cheese. That's what this freaking issue is packed with. First of all, I got to talk again about Conquer Lord, which is such a, a, a just a just a dumb name, Conquer Lord, and his costume is ridiculous. It's just it's like orange and yellow and 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 just 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 dumb looking. If you're if 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 you're looking at this episode on justanotherfanboy.com, you see the Conquer Lord there in the episode image. If not, yeah, just go find the the issue. Just go find the cover online, and you'll see. Conquer Lord, he is dumb. And he is a very typical villain from the time because he he just, the way he talks is uh, super ridiculous. I want to try to pull up a particular scene here on my phone. But it should be fairly obvious that the Conquer Lord, uh, uh, you know, he has kidnapped Marlene. He, he, he tried to kill the mayor. He tried to assassinate the mayor. Uh, he has the mayor's the, the the guy who is running against the mayor in the 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 next election is in Conquer Lord's pocket, so he tries to assassinate the mayor. I guess just in case I I don't really remember the reason why, but to make his escape, he kidnaps and uh, Marlene, which is Moon Knight's girlfriend, and takes her hostage so that Moon Knight won't hurt him and will let everybody else go. And then he takes her back to his his little base and. He wants to kill her, but he can't just, you know, kill her. Why Why would he do that? You know, he's got to have fun with it. He is a freaking sick, sick son of a bee and uh, ties her up by her ankles, dangles her over a pit of alligators and has her, her rope is tied to a big sandbag that's holding her up. And he pokes a little hole in the sandbag to let the sand run out and then walks away. He says, you know, as the, the sand leaves the sandbag, the sandbag will move up and you will move down into the jaws of the alligators. And we're, me and my men are going to go watch on our closed circuit TV and just have some fun with it. That that's who that is. Um, I also wanted to point out real quick that, uh, there's a really weird moment where they, they really try to hammer home this whole idea that Moon Knight is three different people. He he doesn't have just one secret identity. He's got three. Stephen Grant, Jake Lockley, and Mark Spector. And there was just this weird moment in this issue where I felt like they felt like they needed to remind the reader that he had these three different identities. There was no real story reason for him to mention it. Uh, but they kind of force it in there. And the way they do that is after Conquer Lord makes his escape, Moon Knight's assistant, Frenchie, who is also the guy that flies the, the Moon Knight helicopter, he flies up and picks up Moon Knight. And uh, Frenchie says to him, you are well, Mark, we? And Moon Knight says, well, as can be expected, Frenchie, but I ain't Mark. I've just become Stephen Grant. So get me over to Grant's digs fast. And then he tells him to radio his butler 
to pick up the the taxi cab, which he had driven as Jake Lockley to the mayor's place. And he tells him to to tell the butler to power drive it back home. I don't know if that just means to drive it fast, to get it home fast, but I thought that was kind of a weird thing. And then as soon as they arrive home, Moon Knight's jumping out of the helicopter and he says, I don't even have time to change into Stephen Grant's tux, Frenchie. You see, I got to flirt with schizophrenia again and make a quick change to Lockley now. So what was the point? <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I'm going to be, I'm, I am Stephen Grant now while I'm in the helicopter, but you know what? I can't be Stephen Grant because I got to get going. I don't have time to change into his tux. So that's going to make me uh, Jake Lockley again because I'm wearing his clothes underneath my Moon Knight costume. It's just, it's a silly thing because he's not doing this for the benefit of people who may only know him as Jake Lockley or may only know him as Stephen Grant. He's he's doing it for his and Frenchie's benefit. And it just seemed weird. It seemed like a weird thing. But I mainly wanted to talk about that uh, that moment where they're on the chessboard and he's fighting Conquer Lord. But before I do that, uh, there's a very, very, very offensive part in this issue. So the character of Merkins, which sounds like, you know, I'm from Merka. He uh, he's like the he, he, the Conquer Lord's lackey. And he comes to Stephen Grant's house posing as Stephen Grant's new valet. And Moon Knight, as Jake Lockley, as he arrives home and runs into the in, into the the building, the house where, you know, the apartment, wherever he lives, he finds Merkins skulking around. Merkins knows that this guy is also Moon Knight and Jake Lockley and Stephen Grant and Mark Spector. So Jake, Moon Knight grabs him up and wants to find out what he's doing there. And he first calls him Tinkerbell. All right, Tinkerbell, who are you? And I thought, all right, well, that's that's a bit off. That's that's not a fun name to call somebody. That kind of leans toward Jake basically insinuating something about Merkin. But I kind of let it pass until Merkins starts running away and Jake tackles him yelling, hold it, pansy. You ain't going nowhere. And I thought, all right, well, that's twice. So apparently they are uh, insinuating that uh, Merkins is a member of the gay community. And that's not something that Moon Knight likes. So Merkins takes a swing at Jake slash Moon Knight, pops him one in the chin. Jake goes down. Merkins is pretty happy because he just took out Moon Knight with one punch. But Jake's just faking it because he wants to follow him. And he's laying there on the floor as Merkins runs away and he's got a smile on his face and he's thinking to himself, that's just what I wanted you to think. Twinkle toes. And then he picks up the phone, calls Frenchie. Actually, it looks like it's more of a radio. It says, Frenchie, there's a pansy out front. You ought to be able to smell his perfume all the way up on the roof. I mean, wow, that's, that's bad. That is, uh, that's not good. And I'm not going to try to apologize for it. I'm not going to go, well, it was that time. And apparently back then at that time, it's it's okay to uh, not like gay people and use slanderous names for them and and uh, that kind of crap. So I'm not going to. It's just I, I, I saw it. I was turned off by it and uh, felt like I, I couldn't not mention it. So we then get to eventually Moon Knight arrives at Conquer Lord's place. And he ends up on this giant chessboard 
And I kind of want to read through some of Conquer Lord's dialogue here because he, like I said, he really sounds like a typical 70s cheesy villain in, again, the ugliest costume I've ever seen. And he tells Moon Knight, I am the conquering lord of my domain and you are merely a knight in your domain. The squares of this battlefield extend right up to the four walls of this room, so there is nowhere to flee. And Moon Knight shouts at him, where's Marlene? Oh no, you'll have to fight for your queen. She's the prize of this match, you know. And an ingenious match it is. Now before you lunge at me, I must caution you that you may move only according to the proper moves allowed a knight. And then he basically explains to us some of the rules of chess. Two squares forward and one to either side, or one forward and two to the sides. Anyway, he he tells him that if he if he lands on a a, a square that he's not supposed to be on because uh, of the way the knight is supposed to move across the chessboard, it will explode. And then he tells Moon Knight to to grab a weapon from one of the pawns, and because uh, they're a li- it's a life size chessboard uh, that probably wasn't clear or probably was. I probably didn't need to say it, but Moon Knight grabs an axe and tells you know he's getting all tough with. Conquer Lord Buster, you better pray nothing happens to that girl while we're playing this goofy. Silence! I have the first move, and I advise you to pay close attention, because unlike your lily-white pawns, mine are somewhat far-reaching. And the freaking pawns on his side, the black ones, start shooting lasers at him. Moon Knight takes out one of the pawns, and Conquer Lord continues, Excellent! You've toppled one of my pawns, and you've given me a chance to demonstrate what happens when a player lands on the wrong square. And next in my deadly gambit, the queen strikes, sending forth the righteous flames of her royal wrath. It's just so freaking silly. This, this, The whole concept of Moon Knight having to battle Conquer Lord on a giant chess set with automated pawns that shoot fire out of their mouths and... And, and not just the pawns, all the chess pieces. Some of them shoot exploding arrows from their mouths. And it's just, it's just a dumb, ridiculous book. But that was, that was then. I will, I will accept that. I will, I will say, all right, well, that's just the way it was back then when it comes to writing uh, a, a story full of cheese. I won't accept the, uh, the gay slurs. I just, I can't accept that. I can't, I can't, uh, I can't forgive them for that. I mean, I'm still going to read their books, I guess. If I want to continue doing this series, I don't know how much longer Doug Minch is on Moon Knight at this point, how many more uh, stories he's involved with. I, 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 I didn't look that up, but I do know that at some point Warren Ellis takes over the book and he's not a good person either. So I know I'm not going to read those issues. So, yeah, this is not going to be a complete publishing history of Moon Knight as we go through these episodes, just simply because I uh, I'm going to skip books that uh, I don't want to read because of who the creators are. And that will determine for me which book I'm going to read next. I'm really going to have to think a lot of long, long, deep thoughts about whether or not I want to continue reading any Moon Knight issues in which Doug Manch is involved in. And uh, and then we'll just see. We'll just see what happens from there. We'll see where we go. I'm just I'm just letting you know right now that uh, not a big fan of the way that uh, the character of Merkins was treated. They don't come right out and say that he is a uh, homosexual 
but just the way that Moon Knight talked and the names that he called him made me feel like, at the very least, Moon Knight just assumed the dude was effeminate and therefore must be a, a, a gay man. And um, that gave him an excuse to call him these names and talk down to him and treat him as if he is a uh, second class citizen and not because he's a criminal, but because he is a twinkle toes pansy and all that crap. So, yeah, we'll just see. We'll just see where I go from here as far as the Moon Knight series. Again, I I don't know. Uh, I know that Moon Knight no longer appears, or at least he's not in the next issue of Marvel Spotlight. And his, his series doesn't start until I think it's 1980. So I feel like all of his appearances between now and when he shows up in his own series, those are all, or most of them anyway, if I remember from the first episode way back when, they appeared as backup stories in a Hulk magazine. And I have them in my uh, Epic collection that I bought, but whether or not I will continue forward with them, I I don't know. We'll see. And I'm going to stop talking about it and just thank you all for listening today and just let you know that if you want to drop me a line, ask me a question, provide me with a bit of feedback, or describe in vivid detail how one might varnish a boat, you can email me at justanotherfanboy at gmail.com, or you can use the Just Another Fanboy voice line at 785-318-6673 to leave a voicemail or even send me a text. Just make sure that if you're sending me a text, let me know who you are. You can also reach out to me on Twitter by using the handle at Stephen or else, or join in on all the fun over at the message boards by going to forum.justanotherfanboy.com. And hey, if you feel like throwing a little support my way, because, you know, it does cost a little to do this podcast each and every month, you can join the Patreon and do that for as little as a dollar a month. That's over at patreon.com slash Stephen R. And in return, I'm going to do my very best to get you podcast episodes just like this one before anybody else gets them. And by anybody else, I mean anyone but you and your fellow patrons. I also invite you to subscribe to the Stephen Says Stuff newsletter. This is a free Substack where I'm going to send you every podcast episode I create each and every week right to your inbox the very morning that they are released. There is a paid version, and I activated the paid version, but I don't really have any kind of uh, benefits to go toward anybody who who joins the paid version. I don't, I don't, you know, other than maybe sending you the episodes early, just like putting them up on the Patreon, but I don't have anything set up. So uh, I'm not asking people to join the paid version at this point. Beyond all that, I would really like it if you would rate and review the show if that option is available wherever you get podcasts. And all of those links, that email address, and the phone number that I mentioned will be listed in your show notes. So until next time, folks, my name is Steven, and I'm just another fanboy. Be nice to each other. Bye-bye, Daddy. Bye-bye, Daddy. Good job. Oh. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah.